And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. But I, I got to say this. I absolutely have to say this. My hat goes off to the Houston Astros. I think they did a phenomenal job of winning the World Series. Those guys worked hard at it. I mean, they, they played some great teams along the way. And you know what? When, when the dust all settled, it was the Houston Astros reigning is the 2022 World Series champion. So, you know, to all of you living in Houston within earshot of me, congratulations for what your team has done for your city, because I'll tell you what, your football team is struggling. Yeah, you and I both know your football team is struggling. Now, I've talked about your football team on this show before, and I'm going to talk about them right now. They're struggling, but I think they're a, a solid team. And you're sitting there going, dude, they're one, six and one. How are they a solid team? Well, I think they're a solid team because it seems like every game that they've they've played, they've actually been in the game. The, the game that they played last week, you saw that game. Well, I know you saw that game because, you know, the undefeated team in the NFL just, well, I was going to say had their way with them, but they really didn't have their way with them, at least at the beginning of the game. The, the, the Houston Texans, they were in that game. I thought they were playing the Eagles very well. I think that that team, the Houston Texans team, has good teammanship. Now, it's not great teammanship because it was, if it was great teammanship, they probably would have won that game. But I think they have very good teammanship. So why am I talking about sports anyway? I mean, you, you tuned in probably to, to turn off all the political talk, especially with what's going on right now, right? Yeah, because we just had the elections yesterday and you're either happy or you're not. It's as simple as that. You're either happy or you're not. That's just the way the day after elections go. But if you live in Houston and you saw the World Series over the weekend, you're very happy that your team has won. And if you're a football fan, you should be very happy to know that I think the Houston Texans, they have a future. They do have a future. But you didn't turn in. You didn't tune in for sports talk, did you? You tuned in because you want to know what's going on with real estate. You want to know what's going on with all of these markets out there. You want to understand whether or not real estate investing is the right place for you to be. You've, you've heard the show before. You've heard me talk about houses and multifamily apartment communities and how they've not only changed my life, but I've brought people onto the show to tell you how real estate investing has changed their very lives. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing. And when you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, you join a, a big team of real estate investors that understand teamsmanship. Yeah, you heard me correctly. We understand teamsmanship. So what am I getting at? Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that as a real estate investor, I don't do anything by myself. I don't. I don't do anything real estate related by myself. Now, I do it all myself, but I don't do it by myself. So what am I getting at? Well, the real estate investment ideas are in my mind. The strategies that I'm following are in my mind. Now, they are, they are base-plated on the roadmap that Lifestyles Unlimited taught me. Yeah, at Lifestyles Unlimited, we, we call our, our methodology or our system or what do you want to call it, 
We call it a roadmap. It's as simple as a roadmap. It's as simple as looking at a roadmap, figuring out where you're at today, figuring out where you're trying to get to, and then taking the, the most advantageous path to get you from where you're at to where you're trying to go to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. It really is. No, I'm serious. It's as simple as that. But I would tell you this, everything that we teach you at Lifestyles Unlimited, you, you could find all this information out there on the internet. You could find the information in the library. You could probably find it in your bookstore. If you bought enough books, you would get all the information that we, we share with our members. The challenge is this. How do you organize all that information once you find it? And how do you know that you've got the right information because you may just be generating information and you haven't tested or qualified any of that information. So you don't know if any of that information is the right information or if it's the wrong information. Well, we've, we've taken all that guesswork out. As a matter of fact, we've, we've taken that big pile of information and we've honed it down to a 16 hour educational process. That's where we teach you the roadmap. That's where we take you literally from cradle to grave with how to be an effective real estate investor. And then we tell you, go build your team. Yeah, go build your team. And some of you are thinking, what do you mean go build my team? This is my real estate business. Why would I build a team? Well, the reason you build a team is because we don't want you doing all of this work yourself. You heard me correctly. I don't, I don't want you to do all this work yourself. Del Wamsley doesn't want you to do all of this work yourself. The 50,000 members at Lifestyles Unlimited know that we're not supposed to do all this work ourselves. What we're supposed to do is build a team of qualified individuals around us, people that bring skill sets to the table that we don't necessarily have available in our wheelhouse. Does that make sense? Okay, so who are these people that need to be on your team? Well, there's, there's a myriad of people that need to be on your team. You need to have lenders. You, you have to have the right kind of lenders. Did you know that? Yeah, you can't just go down to your, your bank and go, okay, I'm going to real estate. I'm going to be a real estate investor and I need a loan because that may not be the right type of loan for you. You heard me correctly. That may, they may not have the right loan products for you. So what I would suggest you have instead of a bank well, you should have a bank. Now, let's be clear. The bank should be a part of your team because you, you are going to have to have some financial services. You're going to have to have a business checking account. You should probably have a business savings account. You probably need to have a business credit card. And these are things that you use only in your business. Do not commingle your personal funds with your business funds. You'll hear me talk about your team frequently on the show because this is one of those areas that you need to focus on. If you're going to be a successful real estate investor, you have to build an effective team that supports you. An effective team, just like the Houston Astros built an effective team, a team so effective that they won the World Series. Now, the Houston Texans, I think they're building an effective team. I really do. I just don't think we're seeing the results that those of you in Houston would like to see. But I think there's some good fundamentals on that team. And I think Lovey Smith is a pretty sharp cat. I really do. And I think Lovey Smith is in the gets it club. And I don't know. Well, let's get through this season and let's just see what happens in the second half of the season for the Texans. Let's see if they're able to capitalize on some of the things that they're doing. And maybe we'll start to see that start to see that W column start to increase and, and maybe exceed the loss column number. Wouldn't that be cool? 
that would be really cool, wouldn't it? It's, it's still possible. I mean, it is still possible. There's still, what, eight or nine games left for the Texans in the season? So, I mean, if, if they went on a winning streak, think about it. If they went on a winning streak, if there's only eight games left, they would finish with a 9-5-1 and one record, which may or may not be enough for them to get into the playoffs, depending who they play between now and then, depending on how those teams that are in their division do against other teams that are in the division. Yeah, there's a whole chemistry thing that goes, I guess so they call that math. They call that math. All right, but let's let's get back to the real estate investor team because that's that's what you want to know about. You want to know who should be on your team. And I, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to rattle off, I don't know, maybe about a dozen different entities that I think need to be on your team. And this is not the end-all, be-all list. It is not the end-all, be-all list. As a matter of fact, what, what I'm going to provide for you are the, the 12 or so areas that I think you, need, you definitely need to fill, but that doesn't mean you stop there. Does that make sense? Okay. You have to have qualified lenders. And I started talking about this in the last segment. A qualified lender is somebody that understands you as a real estate investor. You heard me correctly, a real estate investor, not as a home buyer, but a real estate investor, because they're two completely different things. A home buyer buys a home to live in it so they can consume it. That's where they're going to live. They're going to enjoy their life. They're going to raise their family. They're going to do all the things that they do wherever they live in the home that they buy, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to do that, go for it. I own my own home. I consume my own home. I do. I don't rent from anybody else. I consume my own home. But I'm also a real estate investor. So when it comes to real estate investing, I have the right types of lenders that are necessary for me to execute my craft of real estate investing. And there are actually three different types of lenders that I work with. Yeah, there's there's three different types. You didn't know that, did you? You want me to share them with you? Okay, let me let me do that for you. So the, the first type of lender I work with is a broker. A broker that does single family loans. You heard me correctly. They loan money on single family assets. Either pure single family, in other words, there's there's only one family living in that building, or what I like to call fake multifamily. Yeah, it's kind of fake multifamily because I'm talking about duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes. Yeah, even though they have multiple units in them, they're actually lumped in with single family. Yeah, it's, it's just the way it's been my entire life. I'm not sure who came up with that concept or why they came up with that concept. I'm sure the government had their hand in that concept somewhere along the way. But single family is anything from one to four units within the building. So you need a qualified loan broker that focuses on those types of assets. Yes, you do. There's another type of loan broker that you need too. And that loan broker focuses on multifamily assets because they're completely two different animals. They really are. They're two different animals, especially when you get into the lending world. There are different guidelines. There are different conforming programs for, for each type of asset class. Um, the government treats them completely differently. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, and the industry. The industry treats single family and multifamily completely differently with regards to valuation. In other words, what, what is that property worth? How do you determine what that property is worth? In the single family market, it's based on what other things have sold for. 
In the multifamily markets, it's based on the income streams that that asset produces. Yeah, it's like totally two different worlds, but you need to have a lender that works well in each lane. Now, there's actually a third type of lender that you need to have on your team. And really, this is more for you single family people out there. You need to have a hard money lender. Yeah, you heard me correctly, a hard money lender. Now, what a hard money lender is going to do for you, and not every hard money lender knows what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'll just be very clear about that, okay? The hard money lender is going to loan you money so that you can acquire and do some, if not all, of the repairs on the asset that you're acquiring. And what this does for you, it keeps your cash out of pocket to as small of an amount as possible. And this is very important because when you calculate your return on investment, you have to take a look at what amount of money you injected into the asset, and then you compare it to what kind of returns you're receiving, and that gives you a rate of return. Yeah, it's, 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 so you, you, you basically take the, the annual gain, depending on what classification you're looking at, whether you're looking at the cash flow or you're looking at the equity capture, or you're looking at the principal pay down, or you're looking at the appreciation, or you're looking at the tax advantages, or, or possibly if you're in the multifamily space, you know, how the forced appreciation is working. What I just described to you are all the different ways we make money in real estate, which by the way, whatever you're investing in now doesn't do all five or six of those things. It, it just doesn't. But here's the other thing I want you to understand. Having that lender on your team is very important because the lender comes in with a big bulk of the cash that you need in order to acquire and renovate the asset and then maybe refinance the asset on the back end. This is why you have to have different types of lenders. You use the hard money lender to do the acquisition and the repairs, and then you use the conventional lender to refinance out of the hard money loan and then put your permanent long-term financing on the property that you'll continue to operate at. Yeah, I just I just blew up your head, didn't I? Your your mind you're searching for Tylenol right now or ibuprofen, whatever your choice is, right? Okay, it's really not that hard, guys. It's really not that hard. Um, here's the other thing I want to tell you about why you should have a lender in not not only on your team, but you should have a lender in your your particular deals. In other words, they they bring money to the table. When that value of the property goes up, and that property value will eventually go up. It may not be going up right now just because of what might be going on in the real estate markets you're monitoring. It may not be going up. It may actually be going flat or it might actually be going down. But real estate does tend to go up in value over time. As a matter of fact, statistically, we know that real estate goes up in value. It usually doubles in value about every 20 years. That's, I mean, you can statistically find all the information to support that, that argument. It's, it's out there. So here's the thing. Some places appreciate faster. Some places appreciate slower. But here's the kicker. All that equity that you're going to gain, it does not go to that lender. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. We come back from the break. More on who should be on your team. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. 
it's gonna crash. It's gonna be better next year. It's, I've gotta listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? Well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop, lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the show. Actually, welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Again, my name is Al Gordon. And on today's show, if you're just joining me, I am talking about the teams. I'm talking about the teams that you need to build in order to be a successful real estate investor. Because let me just be very clear with you. When you make that decision that you're going to change your life, you're going to change the trajectory of what you're doing. You're going to stop doing what you've been doing for how many years, and you're going to start doing what we talk about on this show. Once you make that decision, you've become an entrepreneur. Yeah, you heard me correctly. I just called you an entrepreneur. I don't, I, hopefully that's not a bad, bad word in whatever country you may have come from. But here in America, that means you're pretty smart. At least that's Al's opinion. I, I'm not. Okay. So an entrepreneur is somebody that basically starts businesses. Okay. And that's what you would be when you become a real estate investor. You're going to start these little businesses. And each of these businesses has real estate in it. Yeah, you didn't know that. So you thought you were just getting the, the, the physical property, right? And putting a, a resident in there. That's, that's what you thought, right? Well, that's kind of what you're doing. But you're building these little business units, one single family property at a time or one multifamily community at a time. Every one of these assets will go into your portfolio. They will represent a business unit in your overall portfolio. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden we're using big, you know, $10 words to describe what you're going to do. But at the, end, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much these words cost. What matters is that you understand the real estate investing concept. And part of the concept is you have to build your team. Now, previously in the program, I talked about the different types of lenders that you need to have on your team. And I identified three that I think are very important. There may be more depending on what you're planning on doing that you need to have access to. But I think three is a great place to start. A good hard money lender and then loan brokers in the single family space and in the multifamily space. Yeah, you don't you don't need like 10 of them. You just need one each that that understands what you're doing, that you create a relationship with a business relationship with. Yes, that's the way it works. Now, another entity that. I think you need to have on your team is you need to have a good general contractor. Now, some of you, some of you, you come from a world where you can actually serve as your own general contractor. You have a background in construction or you have a background in, in some type of support services element out there that has something to do with real estate or real estate construction or real estate development or who knows what, or maybe you're a general contractor already. Yeah. It, believe it or not, 
We have general contractors that join Lifestyles Unlimited as members because they are trying to get themselves retired too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the way it works. Now, trust me, those general contractors, they do act as their own general contractor because they, they don't know any other way. They don't know any other way. And, and chances are they, they know what they're doing because we taught them everything they need to know about the owner side of real estate investing. All right. So you need to have a good general contractor. And if you choose not to have a good general contractor, just make sure you understand all the different trades that you're going to need to bring onto your team. Let's, let's talk about some of those trades. You probably need to have somebody that knows what they're doing when it comes to foundations. If you're going to invest in Texas, you need to have a good foundation company on your team. Now, don't be afraid of the fact that a foundation is off level or a foundation is, uh, well, it kind of looks like, I don't even know how to describe that correctly. It kind of looks like the, the wavy thing that goes on when you have your hair permed. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen, trust me, I have seen floors that look like that. So a good foundation person is is a person that can can smooth all of that out. And that's very important. You have to smooth all of that out because once you get it smoothed out, then you can continue to work on the rest of the property. Who else should be on your team? You need to have a great roofer on your team. Somebody that understands the, the roofing business that can get in, get the work done on time and at budget. You heard me correctly, on time and at budget. By the way, on time and at budget, it applies for all of these trades that I'm talking about. I'm serious as, as a heart attack. I am serious about that. Who else do you need? Well, probably somebody that knows how to paint because I don't want you in there painting that property. See, we're going to teach you how to work on your business. We're not going to teach you to work in your business. There's, there's a huge distinction there. there. There are some people that think that when they become real estate investors, they have to do everything themselves. And that's why I'm doing the show, because that's not true. You should not do everything yourself. As a matter of fact, you should farm out almost everything that you can other than decision-making, to people that are better qualified doing these types of services than you are. And that kind of gets back to my comment about the general contractors. Yeah, the, the guys that are already general contractors probably don't need to go find a general contractor. They probably already understand what they need to do, and they can serve as their own general contractor. Now, there are Lifestyles Unlimited members that are not general contractors that serve as their own general contractor. It's, it's your choice to make. This is the beauty of real estate investing. You get to decide what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. It's your business. You make the decisions. Nobody tells you how to run your business. You run your business as you see appropriate. It's all based on what makes sense to you. Yeah. And here's what should make sense to you. Don't work in your, in your properties. Don't do that. That's, that's not a good thing to do. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you back your time, not consume all of your available time. And if you're one of those people out there that's already working 40, 50, 60 hours a week and you want to start doing this real estate investing thing, you, you might be thinking, gosh, Al, I'm already working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. How am I going to do this real estate investing thing? Well, real simple. You don't need 40, 50, 60 hours a week to do the real estate investing thing. You can spend an hour or two hours or three hours, whatever you need to spend on it when it's available to you. It's, well, I'm, I'm not talking to you about starting a, a brand new full-time job in conjunction to the one you're already doing. No, I'm talking about, oh, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it, a side hustle. I hate that term side hustle because there's no side hustle about this. This is investing 101. 
100% investing. We're going to teach you a methodology that's going to get you to retirement in the next five years or less, maybe a little longer, depending on what you need to start out with. But having said all that, these are all obtainable goals. I mean, I laid out my own five-year plan five years ago, and I achieved it in two years. And I was amazed. I really was because I thought it was going to take the full five years, but it didn't. It didn't. It only took two years to get myself retired. It only took me two years to get myself retired and go into my employer and go, I quit. I'm done. Yeah, I hate this job. You keep it. I don't want it. Bye. Yeah. And you know what? I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. I'm not talking about my army experience. I'm talking about the job I had to take after I left the army because the pension that I was trying to live off of, I couldn't live off of it. There wasn't enough money in that pension to support my household. I had to go back into the workforce. Like, Almost everybody that quote unquote retires from the military that doesn't retire at the rank of full bird colonel or higher. Yeah. And I don't think full bird colonels can retire on, on what they get in retirement either. Yeah. I think they're, they're in the same boat. They go back and they have to find a job as well as those brigadier generals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough about that retirement system because I am fully retired now, but you want to know about who else should be on your team. Okay, so we've talked about, see, I talked to you about the foundation guys. I talked to you about the, the painters. I talked about the roofing guys. We've already talked about the general contractor. Hey, here's somebody you should have on your team, an HVAC company. Somebody that understands HVAC. HVAC stands for Heating, Ventilation, Air Conditioning. HVAC. Yeah, that's what it stands for. It's the system in the house that keeps it warm or cool when necessary or just circulates air when necessary. People want that in their properties. And, and they when they move in the properties, they want it to work and they want it to keep working. So having a good HVAC entity on your team is a good thing to do. So in this segment, we're going to talk about some of the what I like to call the white collar people that need to be on your on your real estate investing team. Now, what is a white collar person? You know, I've never really figured that out. I just assume that somebody with a white collar is somebody that would wear a coat and tie. You know what I mean? And they would wear a white shirt and that would cause them to have a white collar. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they would sit in an office and they would do office related stuff that that to me is white collar versus blue collar, which are people that in my mind's eye, these are people that wear like T-shirts that just happen to be blue. So the collar happens to be blue. And these guys are out there actually doing the physical work on your property. Now, why, why they're white collar and blue collar? I don't know. That's just something that's been around since I was a small child and I never bothered to find out what the reference point was. So I'll tell you what, if you know the difference between what a white collar and a blue collar worker is, would you do me a favor and just shoot me an email at askal at luinc.com? That's askal at luinc.com. Tell, tell me the difference because I'm, I'm actually really curious. Let's talk about the white collar people because we already talked about the blue collar people in the last segment. These are the people that are, are going to bring you all kinds of services that you need in order to own and operate your property. Now, we already kind of talked about one. We talked about the lender right up front. And I think it's very important for you to understand that your lender is a very important person to have on your team because they bring a big bag of money with them once you qualify with them. This keeps your cash out of pocket to a minimum. Yeah. So instead of pay, putting 100% of your own money into an asset, you're putting 20% or less of your own money 
into an asset. And if you're doing it correctly, the Lifestyles Unlimited way, you're going to be putting the less than 20% into that asset. And if you're doing really good, you're going to be putting less than 10% into that asset. And trust me, there are people day in and day out that are in that 5 to 10% of the asset cost being their own money. Yeah, this, that's what we teach you how to do. So now think about now this, let's think about that for a second, because if, if you had $100,000 and you could buy one house and you're not going to use a lender, you could buy one $100,000 house, right? Or maybe you could buy two $50,000 houses. I mean, that's, that's reasonable, right? But let's say you have a lender and the lender's bringing in a bunch of money and they have you loan size to where it's only costing you 10% down total cost for each property. How many houses could you get if you had $100,000? And the short answer is, well, let's divide by 10. Oh, that would be 10 houses. So what's better, having 10 houses or one house? Well, cash flow wise, believe it or not, the 10 houses are actually going to do better. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it makes sense. But when you do the financials on it, you start to realize that actually you do better when you have the 10 houses on the cash flow than you do with just one house as far as the, the cash flow returns. The other thing that is beautiful about having 10 assets versus one asset is that when the markets go up, which they tend to do, you have 10 assets that are going up in value as opposed to one asset that is going up in value. Oh, and here's the beautiful thing. Remember that lender? Yeah. Remember that lender? Remember when they, they loaned you that money? Yeah. Well, they're not participating in any of that equity growth. So if you take that $100,000 asset and you're able to increase the value of that asset, let's say to $150,000, that's a $50,000 equity gain that you've created. Now, maybe you've, you've done it through forced appreciation. Maybe you've done it through natural appreciation. It, it doesn't matter how it happened. It happened. How much of that $50,000 gain do you have to share with the lender? And the short answer is zero. It's all yours. It's a great thing. It's a really great thing. All right, let's talk about some of these other white collar people that need to be on your team before I run out of time as usual. I talked about a CPA at the beginning of the show, but let's let's talk a little bit more about a CPA and, and what their role needs to be. Some people think, well, I just I need somebody to do my taxes for me. Oh, okay. If you need somebody to do taxes for you, get get a get somebody that does taxes for you. Yeah, get somebody that does taxes for you. And you think, well, wait a minute, if I'm a real estate investor, I need to have a CPA. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. You have to have a CPA. And now, now you're confused because I just told you, go get somebody who does taxes for you as opposed to get it, getting a CPA, right? Okay, let me break that down for you. Certified public accountant. Their real value is looking at your financials and telling you things about your financials that maybe you cannot discern yourself. Yeah, that's the value of a CPA. They can, they can look at all your financials. They can understand them very quickly. They can understand exactly what you're trying to accomplish with your business modality, and they will advise you on how you can do better, how you can do better. That's what a CPA does for you. Now, I'm, I'm going to make it even more interesting for you. You shouldn't just go out and get any CPA. You shouldn't because CPAs, like doctors, they tend to specialize. They tend to specialize. There are CPAs out there that are experts in S-corporations. Do you need somebody who's an expert in an S-corporation running your real estate 
business. Well, they wouldn't be running your real estate business, but advising you on your real estate business. And the short answer is I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I don't have anything in an S corporation. As a matter of fact, S corporations don't work for me. I do things in LLCs on my multifamily side, on my single family side. I don't even mess around with, with entities. I just keep it in my name. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, that's, I heard that's dangerous. It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. And here's why. Because I've got insurance on those assets. Oh, so there's somebody else that you need to have on your team, a qualified insurer. And like the CPA, believe it or not, that insurance agent needs to understand what your needs are as a real estate investor. Because my needs as a real estate investor are different than the needs of somebody that's buying, let's say, a house for their own personal consumption. In other words, for them to live in. They're going to have a, a different requirement for insurance products than I have. Let me, let me give you a, a little bit of an idea. Now, we, we would both have a fire policy. Yeah, because whoever buys their own house, they usually get a loan, and that lender is going to require them to maintain a, a fire policy, a fire insurance policy. Okay, that's, that still holds true for me as an investor. So I'm going to have a fire policy on the property. But here's, here's something else that I'm going to put on my property that I don't have on my personal residence. You ready for it? Loss of rent insurance. Yeah, loss of rent insurance. And here's why. Let's say that house burns down. Let's say my, my resident is totally negligent. She just burns the thing down and, oh, I don't know what she did, but it's, it's toast. It's nothing but a bunch of ash sitting on top of a concrete pad. Okay. At that moment, I have to let her out of the lease, even if she's responsible for the fire. Even if, if it's through her negligence that that fire occurred, I still have to let her out of the lease because there's no place for me to lease to her. It just burned to the ground. I can't charge her $1,350 a month to live on a concrete slab with ash on top of it. That's, that ain't going to fly. That, that won't, won't fly. So I got to let her out. She's gone. How long is it going to take me to rebuild that, that house? I don't know. It depends on how quick the insurance can, can work, and it depends on, on some other factors. Let's say it takes four months to rebuild that house. Four months, I get it rebuilt, and then I get another person to rent it. Now I start making rent again. What happened to that four-month period when my previous resident moved out and my current resident moved in? Who was paying me rent? And you're probably thinking, well, nobody. There's nobody living in the house. You lost money. Incorrect. Incorrect answer. The correct answer is the insurer is paying me the equivalent of the monthly rent because I have that rider on the policy that says loss of rent insurance. So if, if the property is incapacitated and that property causes the resident to leave and that property has to be rebuilt to brand new condition, that policy will pay me every month as if that resident is in there for every month that that property is technically offline. See, this protects my income streams. Yeah, this is why you got to have the right insurance people on your team. You need to make sure you have the right products available. Oh, and by the way, like that uh, lender, I think you should have an insurance broker. Yeah, a broker. Not somebody that just sells you the products that they have access to, but somebody that goes out there and shops the market for you because they're better at shopping the market than you are. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Now, here's, here's another entity I think you need to have on your team. Somebody to do resident screening. Now, we're going to teach you how to screen your residents. It, it's not hard to do, but some people just don't like to do it. 
They just don't like to do it. Or there are certain elements of the resident screening process, which actually go a lot faster if you have a third party entity providing those services. So having somebody to help you screen your tenants, run credit reports, run background checks, things like that. Very, very important. Oh, and by the way, the the person applying to live in your property, they pay that cost. They pay that cost. So there's no cost out of your pocket to screen anybody because anybody being screened, wanting to lease your property, shows up with a check or however they pay you in an amount that covers that screening process. Now, some of you, some of you are afraid of managing your own properties. Some of you, you think that's the scariest thing in the world. And I'm here to tell you it's not, it's not scary at all. I don't manage my multifamily properties. And the reason I don't manage my multifamily properties is because I'm invested with other Lifestyles Unlimited members that do that for me. I don't, I don't need to do that. But in my single family space, I self-manage my own properties. And here's why. It's easy. You heard me correctly. It, it's easy. Yeah, that's why I do it, because it's easy. But if you don't want to do it, get a third-party property manager on your team. But at the end of the day, what I want you to do is I want you to join Lifestyles Unlimited. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop. Let's get you going. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.